now you caged in This is what boys turn to made men This ain't no game, ain't no playpen Come with the hook and the kick, now your stomach is sick and there ain't no escaping Come to the cage and get knocked out Come into work and get clocked out Get hit with uppercut, straight to the uppercut Down for the count and he can't even talk now This MMA, what we talking about? Yeah, you tuned into the pod now Gonna be hard for you to stop now Yeah, we caged in All right, man, welcome back to another episode of Caged In. I'm your host, Chris DiCarlo. Got a very special guest on the line today. It's only Dan's, Dan Walsh. Uh, How you doing today, Dan? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for taking the time. I know we're a a few weeks out from your fight at uh, Cage Science 55, so glad you can make some time to come on and chop it up with me. For sure, for sure. Excited to be here. Yes, sir. I know you're one and one amateur featherweight. Uh, You're young, 22 years old. You're the first time I ever had you on the show. So whenever I get someone new on the show, I like to dig into the background a little bit, get to know you a little bit better. So just off the rip, you know, where were you born and raised and kind of what got you into the sport of MMA? Yeah, uh, born and raised in Indiana, Massachusetts. Um, Got into the sport by just watching the UFC. Kind of thinking that'd be crazy. That'd be cool to do one day. Started training a little bit of jujitsu, fell into wrestling. Um, started wrestling a little bit and started wrestling with Randy Costa, Joe Lozon, a bunch of the guys at Lozon MMA, and they kind of corrupted me into the sport to uh, really take it seriously. There you go. Did, did you do wrestling in high school? Was that something that you were into, or is it after school that you started doing that? That was uh, high school. I started wrestling my sophomore year um, mm-hmm. and fell, fell into it pretty quick. Um, yeah, I just loved it. Fell into it, um, working in the season, out of the season. That was my pretty much only sport from sophomore year on so there you go and you mentioned you're a fan of the sport who were some of your favorite fighters um even now or what got you into the sport then yeah i mean so that was when conor mcgregor roundy rousey they were doing their whole thing um mm-hmm. they're the one who initially drew me to the sport obviously big fan of joe lozon of course um, big fan of all the guys that we train with um right. like colby covington as a fighter not necessarily yeah. as antics <laughs> but i love him as a fighter sure of course um so yeah those are some of my favorites right now Hell yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm about to turn 31. So I've been in into the sport for a little bit. So it's funny whenever I now doing these interviews, whenever I ask people that question, people, especially people that are, you know, in their early 20s, it's always Conor McGregor is the one that got them into the sport. And I yeah. knew that was going to happen. And I'm glad that it, did, cause <laughs> it just it just made like everybody more fans of the sport and it gets more people involved. So I love that. I love that people keep bringing him up because, you know, he always gets all the props for bringing in a, a new crowd and just, you know, Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. No, he, uh, yeah, he's he's an interesting character, but I think he's done great things for the sport. So. Absolutely, man. He's probably the the biggest name ever in the sport. So he's brought ridiculous amounts of money and eyes to it. So you can never never uh, be mad at the guy for that. Um, all right, tough question. Actually, not that tough. Uh, the nickname only Dan's. Dare I ask how the name come about? Yeah, so this was Cage Trains 48, my debut. I was sitting across the table from Andy Kersenkowski, just getting my fighter information. And uh, he asked what my nickname was. I told him he could pick it. And then Joe Lozon was peeking on the back of my ear. And he was like, no, no, it's only Dan's. We're sticking with only Dan's. There you go. And then kind of ran with that. There were some signs in the crowd that I think helped the name stick a little bit. And so here we are. That's awesome, dude. I, I always, your name always sticks out whenever I see it floating around like the Cage Titan social media accounts and all that stuff. So um, it's definitely one that catches the eye, which is For good. Sure. And, you know, they're going to know it's you every time. 
was that something that like Lozon and all those guys were just fooling around with in the gym and that's why they kind of picked it or uh, was it just out of the blue like that day at the table? No, uh, our photographer, Nicole Heiler, she like one day said it as a joke because she was taking pictures and I was posing as I do. Right. And uh, it, just, it like came up and that stuck, stuck, stuck. And then Joe Lozon wouldn't let it leave. So that's awesome. I love the nickname, dude. I'm sure you can make some pretty great merch out of it as well. Oh, for sure. The the first shirt I made was awesome. I it's hard to top. That's why we're not making a shirt for this one. I don't know how to top the uh, top the first shirt design. Hell yeah, dude! If if it, if it keeps working, then no need to change it. No doubt. Um. So what? I I know we talked about how you got into the sport of MMA, but why did you choose to pursue fighting specifically? Because you could you could always be a guy in the gym training and working in mixed martial arts as a training partner and stuff like that. But why did you choose to step into the cage and become a fighter? I think in everything I do, I'm one, I'm a person who likes consequences. I don't like just doing stuff to do stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like in my work environment, I was working as an EMT. Now I'm in the emergency room. I'm in mm-hmm. nursing school right now. Um, I like doing things that deal with consequences where if you mess up, you're going to pay for it. If you do well, sure. you're going to get rewarded for it. Yeah, I love um, that. Fighting obviously felt like a pretty good, pretty good fit. So yeah. that's why we took it. Hey man, you got the you got the gym experience, you got the itch, and then you had to, you knew you had to get into the cage at some point. So big respect for that. There's like I said, there's a lot of guys that just go to the gym and train because they love to train. Um, it takes a different kind of beast to actually get in there and compete. So props to you for that. Um, so uh, this is like a very popular question that a lot of people ask. So it's kind of generic. But what's like your why? Like what's the reason? Like why do you do this? Why do you choose to do this? Is there a purpose for you in the sport? I think, again, a lot of it has to do with consequences. Um, I feel I perform very well under pressure. It's just another environment where I get to practice working under pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super rewarding, obviously, at the end of the day. Wherever my fight career takes me, I just want to make my friends proud, make my family proud, make my coaches proud. Um, And I'm fortunate enough where I have options outside of the sport. I don't need this sport, um, Mm -hmm. but I, I love competing, and this is a great avenue to do it. So I'm very, very fortunate to have the opportunity. Uh, to compete yeah that's perfect that leads me right into my next question it actually came from chris poirier on on instagram no yeah it's it's not a big it's not a tough question man he's asked what do you love about this sport you mentioned that you love the sport he's asking what do you love about it yep that's my cousin chris he texted me before i said he had a question for hell yeah there you go man we got it in there yeah um but yeah i I think again i love that it's consequences as high risk high reward um you spend eight weeks, six weeks, four weeks preparing for this one moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to be able to put all the work leading up to that moment and then in the moment be able to completely focus. Um, it's a surreal experience. It's awesome. Um, it's definitely addicting. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just, again, love competing. It's a great opportunity to uh, pursue that. Hell yeah. You mentioned that you trained at Lozons, so I kind of want to get into some questions about your gym a little bit. You know, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of you guys, just me being in the Cage Titans scene a little bit and being at the events and talking to a lot of you guys. So I've had the opportunity to cross paths with a lot of the guys that train at Lozons, and all of you are absolute studs. Uh, But speaking of the gym, how has it impacted you and your game in general as a fighter? I think Lozons is really cool because if you look at, the fighters we have now, you have Marty Davis, you have Andrew Valdina, you have me, you have Connor Matthews who just fought in the Contender Series. None of us fight the same way. Mm. Um, I think what's cool is Joe's created an environment where everybody can come together, bring in their strengths, build off each other's strengths um, to really cater a style that works to you, works to your body type and your talents. Um, mm-hmm. So just 
the environment that Joe's created, um, just like an open one where everybody can learn from everybody, has been super helpful. It's helped my wrestling, even though I had a wrestling background. It's helped my striking. It's helped my kickboxing. Um, it's just a really good environment where we all can all build off each other's strengths and kind of cater to our game. Hell yeah. Uh, like you mentioned a few of the guys in the gym. Um, you have a lot of great training partners over there in the building. What have you learned specifically from not just your coaches, but the guys that you're sparring with and rolling with every day? Because you have, like I said, you have a lot of fighters that compete in the sport that you get to, you know, sharpen each other with. So what have you kind of learned from those guys specifically, just from your training partners? Yeah, you learn a lot. Um, it's the little things. It's the nutrition, it's the diets, the training, how to structure your weekly training schedule. Mm -hmm. um, from just like a logistics point of view, they're super helpful with that. Um, but also how to carry yourself pretty much everybody from blows on carries themselves very professionally. Um, we don't have a lot of egos in the gym. We don't have a lot of hotheads. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really good environment where you just learn how to carry yourself act as a professional and like honing your craft of, of the sport. For sure. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's been super helpful. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you usually have a lot of guys in the buildings at cage Titans for every card you're fighting on cage Titans 55. You happen to be one of those Lozons guys on the card. How many of you are going to be on that card as well? Is it just you or is there others? There's three of us. Um, so there's me, there's Andrew Jacobs. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's fighting at 210. Mm -hmm. And then there's Shane Well. He's making his debut. Um, he's fighting, I believe, at 190. Hell yeah. yeah. Those are the fights that you always have to circle on your card whenever you see the Lozans name next to him. So um, yeah. excited to see you guys perform. And I can't wait for August 27th. Let's get into your fighting career a little bit. Your first amateur fight was an absolute banger versus Jake Caskey, Cage Titans 48 in July of last year. Ended up winning amateur fight of the year, and you ended up taking that by TKO in the second round. Um, what about that fight specifically stands out in your mind? If you can recall that fight a little bit and you know speak on your performance that night. Yeah, I think that I was able to show what I've known forever is that I'm a fighter. I'm a dog. I'm going to be in there. You're going to have to kill me. Jake hit me with some great shots. He had me in dangerous positions, especially once he took me down. Um, mm -hmm. But you're going to have to kill me to to get me out of there. I think I was oh, yeah. really able to show that in the Jake fight. And uh, that's something I knew all along, but I was able to show the world with. Yeah, that was your, it was your very first fight, um, getting that kind of recognition to win that award for Amy Fight of the Year in your first fight. Um, how did it feel kind of getting your hand raised, make, being that being your first one? It was surreal. I'm I'm getting goosebumps thinking about <laughs> it right now. Hell yeah. Um, but it was crazy because it's something you work for forever, right? It's mm -hmm. I've been working, started wrestling jujitsu like 2016 or so, mm. um, and that's something I've just been working for since. And so it was legit, like once I got my hand raised, I was having like flashbacks of all the training sessions, of all the talks with all of my amazing training partners, getting ready for the moment. Mm -hmm. um, it was cool to cool to show out and um uh, it was cool to reflect on everything that happened but it was cool that everything that's going to happen in the future is just closer so exactly i went back and i watched the fight and you can just tell how crisp your striking is very good job of mixing up the hands with the with the knees and the kicks very it's not something that you see all the time from someone that's making their debut in the sport i'm sure like i've never done it 
but I'm sure when you step in there, you get flooded by the moment. And maybe sometimes you kind of forget the skills that you were taught. Um, but you definitely did not because everything that you were doing in there was looking sharp, looking crisp. Looks like everything that you learned, you were able to translate that into your debut. And it was just an overall beautiful showing. And even in the second round, when you got mixed up in the jujitsu uh, exchanges, mixing a little bit of wrestling. So it looks like you got the full experience in your debut. And uh, um, like I said, it's something that a lot of people don't get to do. Yeah, no, I was very fortunate and to be able to be exposed in every single aspect of mixed martial arts in that one fight, I real like I thought I didn't have many holes going to that game, but or into that fight rather. Um, but coming out of it, I realized that I'm comfortable everywhere. I, wherever the fight goes, I'm ready. So it was mm-hmm. really cool to have that opportunity as my first one. Right. Um, to kind of reaffirm everything. For sure. You're one and one as an amateur. Um your last fight, you ended up losing to Marcel Romero, who is an absolute dog. Um, yep. He's actually, he's an amateur champion right now. Um, what did you learn the most from that fight? Uh, learning the most from that fight was ranges. Because um, I think even if you go back to the Jake fight, there were moments where if I'm at my range, I'm unstoppable. Mm. Um, then there are moments, like you saw in the Marcel fight, in like the middle of that fight, where I'm at my range, I'm unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's once I get overzealous, I start getting really close. Um, that's why I'm leaving guys open to hit me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that fight, just spending nine months kind of working on ranges, figuring out my tools from each range mm. and just kind of how to fine tune that. I think that fight's been tremendously helpful in trying to figure out, um, my ranges. boy. So like you said, it has been nine months since your last fight. Um, is there a reason why you've taken that amount of time off to get into the cage again, or it's just kind of how it played out? Uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, I'm still in school. I'm in nursing school full time. Um, so that takes precedent. Sure. Um, working uh, like 20 hours a week on, at the hospital and then I'm working at the gym as well. So that mm-hmm. obviously fills my time. For sure. Um, give the brain a little bit of a rest. Marcel hit like a truck. So <laughs> give myself some time to yeah, relax yeah. a little bit. Um, but also I'm at the point where I know how to fight. I just for me, all the, my holes I have to fix are technical. And that's right. lucky for me because that's the easy stuff to fix. Mm. Um, so just spend the last nine months making sure I'm being comfortable in those tools, being comfortable at ranges and mixing everything together. Um, I'm in no real rush if I, grad, if I turn pro by the time I'm 24, 25, mm-hmm. which is still two, three years from now. I think that puts me in a tremendous spot. Exactly. Um, You're so still so young. To, you got plenty of time to learn and grow, man. Absolutely. So just give myself more time. No rush. Definitely. All right, man, let's get into this fight. August 27th, Cage Titans, 55. Um, you're slated to fight John Lee, who is 0-1. Um, what do you know about this guy going in? Like you said, he's only had one fight. Have you been able to go back and watch it and kind of see what this guy kind of looks like? Yeah, I watched a little bit of his film. Uh, he's a tough kid. He reminds me a lot like Jake. Like He comes forward. He's an aggressive striker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know his wrestling background, but he fought a really good wrestler and was able to showcase really good takedown defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this kid's tough. He's dangerous. He has really good wrestling defense, really good power, um, good guillotines too. So um, I think it's a good fight to challenge me in a bunch of ways where I have to be challenged. Um, so I, I think it's a really good opportunity to test those tools out in competition and see if they hold up as well as they hold up in the gym. For sure. How do you feel about the matchup overall? Is this somebody that you feel like you're going to go in there and be able to display your full range of tools? Or is this an opponent that you feel like you might have to go in there and kind of nitpick a little bit? For sure. Um, I think striking, again, stay at range. It's no problem mm-hmm. if he comes in. At the Jake fight, I did a really good job of keeping that hook, uh, hitting that check hook as he's coming in. 
Um, when he presses forward, that check hook's going to be there. That straight is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be able to showcase a lot of my striking tools at various ranges as he's closing in and whatnot. Um, if it goes to the ground, I'm comfortable on the ground. I'm comfortable taking people down. Um, so this is a fight where it can have can take place anywhere, and I'm more than comfortable to take it anywhere. There you go. This will be your third fight under the Cage Titans banner. Um, how do you feel about the Cage Titans environment, and what do you think is the the best part about fighting for this promotion? Uh, one, Mike's really good at paying you on time, <laughs> paying you very well. Uh, there you go. Ticket sales. Um, but the venue is amazing. Like it, everybody's on top of the action. There's not a bad seat in the house. I've watched plenty of fights there. I fought twice there. Um, it's just a great environment. Everybody gets into it. Um, and it's pretty much all fight fans. Everybody who's going there pretty much knows um, the fight game. So mm. it's a uh, it's an intense environment. It's a wonderful environment to fight in. So if I could fight for Mike Polvere for the rest of my life, absolutely <laughs> doing that. Love that, dude. I'm sure he loves to hear that as well. Yeah. Um, so this would be my first time seeing you fight live specifically. I kind of got into the scene this year, 2022, and you've been off for a little bit, so I haven't been able yeah. to to watch you fight. So I'm very excited. I'm glad that I was able to get you on here and, and chop it up with you before you go and do, before you go and throw down. I got a question from at Jason Chase on Instagram, and he wants to know, in your opinion, do you think women and children should be allowed to watch you kill this man? Great question from Jason. Uh, not only are women and children allowed to come, they're encouraged to come. Uh, family-friendly environment. I'm going to put on a family-friendly performance. Uh, Mike Pulver again does a great job of making a cage tight, cage titans fight, a family-friendly environment. So this is going to be a perfect opportunity uh, to allow women and children to come to a fight. There you go, man. Way to way to hammer it down. Family-friendly uh-huh. environment. You know, bring the women, bring the children. Everybody is welcome to attend a cage titans event. Um, it's one, a great time, all. man. Come one, come all, like you said. Um, you know, they do a great job of putting on an event that's fun. It's fun for everybody. You know, like everybody that i talk to like i talked to mike polvere and he always says people that don't even like fighting will come just for the night out and then they'll leave the event having a blast so um if if there's anybody that's listening that's on the fence about attending you gotta go it's a a blast man it's a blast you know the first one i went to i became hooked and i was like i'm coming back to everyone i think this will be my seventh or eighth in a row now so you you know i'm i'm hooked man like i'm hooked all right man i got i got some fun questions to get into all right you know, I got, I got, I got a couple from someone that seems to be your number one fan. He goes by the oh name boy. of, he goes by the name of Nick Heiler. Okay. Uh, don't know if you know him or not, but uh, I, I'm familiar. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> uh, he wants to know, uh, what do you and Zach Wilson have in common? Me and Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. That's the actor, right? No, he's a football player for the Jets, man. He's oh, a quarterback. That's see, that shows my level of sports knowledge beyond fighting. Um, Two very basic names. I mean, that's all I know about <laughs> Zach Wilson from the looks of it. Do you know that Zach Wilson um, recently was known for sleeping with his mom's best friend? Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> I think that's kind of where he was leading with this because he also asked another question. He wants to know, yes. what's the best way to trap a cougar? Uh, this doesn't seem like very family-friendly content, <laughs> so I'm going to have to pass on this one. But you know, Nick Heiler. Coming from the guy that works for Cage Titans that's trying to be putting on some family-friendly uh, content, this seems like some salacious questions to be asking one of one of the fighters, you know? Yeah, I think this will be brought up at the year on review. So I think so too. You might have to might have to record this clip and uh, you know, send it send it to everybody in uh, case Titans and tell Nick, oh, you yeah. know, what are you doing, Michael buddy? Bear is being made away. For sure. <laughs> All right, man. Um, aside from that, I got I some some rapid fire questions. Yeah. What's your all time favorite movie? 
uh, Red Dawn 2012. Then, uh, so the re- the remake. The remake. The remake. I love that. See, that's a movie that I went and I saw because there I didn't really have anything to do that day. And I was For like, sure. man, I, I grew up watching this movie because my dad's a fan of the original. So I yep. went and saw it and I was like, dad, you got to watch the remake of Red Dawn. It's really good. And he goes, no, he's like a he's like a purist. He's like, no, there's no way it's better. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude, whatever. And like he went and he watched it one day and he goes, you know, what? you're kind of right. And I was yeah, like, all right, good dude. flick, good action, t- checks all the boxes. Absolutely. Um, what's your go to post fight meal? Oh, everything and everything in between. Um, mm-hmm. But on fight night, it's going to be pancakes. Uh, yeah. We'll get to the after party. We'll make up a couple pancakes, enjoy myself. And yeah, then uh, for the next week or two, it's off the rails. But Yes. Dude, like you said, you, definitely pancakes. you can put on the weight. You're a big dude for that 145 uh, division. So I'm sure you have no problem putting that weight back on. Not at all. <laughs> um, outside of fighting, you mentioned it a little bit. Kind of what's your goals in life outside of fighting? Yeah, so I'm in nursing school right now. I'm applying to a bunch of fire departments. Um, my dream job would be working as a firefighter full time and then working mm. nurse nurse on the side a couple of days a week. Um, we have some firefighters, nurses at the hospital that I work at right now doing that. Seems like a pretty sweet gig. So that's that's my long term career goals. There you go, man. I love that. Um, do we have a fight uh, walkout song picked yet? Yep, it's gonna be Jungle Remix, X J, or X Ambassadors, and Jay Z. Um, solid yeah. bang, it gets me in the mood for some violence. So absolutely. Um, one last question for you. Um, after this fight, you get the W. You're two and one. Um, do you have any idea of what you want to do next in the sport? Do you have an idea of an opponent? Do you have an idea of, um, you know, any type of moves that you want to make after this fight? Yeah. So it's gonna be up in the air with school. It's mm-hmm. not a sexy answer, unfortunately. No, for sure. Um, but we'll see. I'd like to get back in there. Um, probably New Year's. Um, if a fight happens before then, more than welcome to take a fight. Mm. I'm going to stay amateur for a couple more years, take fights whenever they come up. Um, so no real plan. If anyone wants to start calling me out, let's do it. Let's start it up. <laughs> there you um, go. But yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, the belt, we win this, we win another. I think fighting for the belt's definitely in the question. So, Hell yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you for joining me. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to, to come on to Cage In and chop it up with me a little bit. It was a pleasure finally getting to talk to you. And um, do you, is there anybody you want to shout out before I get you out of here? Any sponsors, uh, any social media handles that you want the people to, to tune into before we, we check out? Yeah, Instagram, at Dan Walsh MMA. Facebook, Dan Walsh. If you're somehow connected to New England MMA, I'm friends with everybody, so you'll find me. Um, shout out Lowe's on MMA, shout out US MMA. I've been starting to go there recently, work with Hilly Rose, which I know is a friend of the program. Yep. And uh, it's been super good work with them. Mike Perry, SOS, up in Chelmsford. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for training partners and gyms. Shout out to all my friends and family who make all this crazy stuff happen. So Hell yeah, man. very, very thankful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. I look forward to watching you on August 27th, man. Go get that W. Um, I'm sure you'll, you'll see me uh, meandering around the arena at some point. Awesome. All right, man. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for listening to another episode of Caged In. And before you get out of here, I got a very special offer for you guys from my friends over at Beach Bum Threads. If you go to beachbumthreads.com right now and use promo code CAGEDIN at checkout, you'll get 10% off your entire order. And the best part is there's no minimum, all right? It's a very, very, very cool family-owned beach-style apparel company out of York Beach, Maine. If you're in the area, make sure you stop through the store and tell them that Chris from Caged In sent you. They'll still hook you up with the discount code. I'm sure of it. 
they got some really cool stuff. I actually just picked up a brand new hoodie. I'm getting ready for that fall weather. Um, but they got everything from summer gear to fall gear and everything in between. All right, so make sure you guys go over to beachbumthreads.com. Use promo code Cajun to get yourself 10% off and go crazy over there, all right?